You are now listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Oh, hello, everybody. Hey, hey, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey, man. Wake up. Oh, that helps. I'm so tired today. Are you? I'm going to do... I'm going to do the podcast intro right off the bat. Okay, go for it. Off the rip. Welcome to Feeding Off Each Other, a weekly podcast where we feed off the talent, humor, knowledge, and awesome stories of our guests and each other. I'm David Wiggins, and today I'm joined by Matt, book pro, Denison, and Jason, three coffees, Lucas. Hello. hello. Oh, hello. I like it when you do the intro. It takes a lot of pressure off me. That's great. Yeah. And I just wanted to get it clean, get it out there, get done. Don't ramble too much, you know? Awesome. Let That's why people I gave know. Dave. Awesome stories yeah. to you for that Awesome for that stories. Reason. Hey, I'll, right off rip, I'm going to ask you once again for a fun fact. All right. <laughs> You're the fun fact guy. Uh, no, I'll do it. The GoPro Hero 1 launched in September 2004 and sold the company or... And sold the company, sold. <laughs> and the GoPro sold the company, became sentient, and sold the entire company. He was itself. the hero. Uh, and the company sold $150,000 worth of cameras in its first year. That's pretty bad. Wow. $150,000? That's really bad. That's, re- yeah, that's like, how did they sustain? Um, well, I'm assuming it was 2004. Mm, so that that's equivalent to $10 million with inflation. <laughs> I wish we had a GoPro one. If you're listening and you have, you have a GoPro one, please let us know. I'll buy it off you. I had a GoPro one. I threw it away. Fun fact. Oh. Where, where? Can we find it? <laughs> it's in the ocean where I threw it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I had one. I had a, like, a viewfinder and everything. It was crazy. A viewfinder? Yeah, I had a viewfinder. GoPro one? Yeah. Wow. Because you, you had to... <laughs> you had to some, find the view. You had to find the view. <laughs> Wasn't it film? It was like a 35 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and what? it was like strapped to your wrist. Hey. It's for surfing. You shut up. Wait, who's talking right now? <laughs> it, it was Phil? Who's talking? Wait, wait. Is that Big Al? No, that's not Big Al. <laughs> oh, no. What, was it, it must have been Tishon. All right. You, for, you forced our Wait, guys, I want to find out who's talking. Can we run the intro so I can figure that one out? I was going to say, you forced our hand in. Second intro. <laughs> Second intro. All right. Our guest today began his rise to YouTube stardom six years ago with a humble mountain bike POV video on a trail here in Squamish, BC. Since then, he has gone on to create hundreds of videos documenting his mountain bike travels all over the world, and along the way, he has racked up millions of views and hundreds of thousands of subscribers. On top of that, he's built a van to live in, trails for riders to come shred all over the place, and a life for him and his wife that would make most mountain bikers incredibly jealous. Ladies and gentlemen, it's BC POV, otherwise known as Eric. Yay! Clapping sound effects. Yes, Hi. <laughs> so we asked Eric, uh, do you know we have a soundboard on this podcast? He said, oh yeah, this one's my favorite. Play it. I just did. Oh, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is a good one. <laughs> I tried to re- recreate it, but I can't get that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you vocally try to recreate it? Oh yeah. Hey, give it a shot. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I, I was sorry. I covered up. I stepped on your. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Everybody has to do one now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Now that I was the best start to a podcast Jason's ever. Jason's had the best sort of like up and down. <laughs> I've done mm. it a lot. <laughs> oh, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, uh, since we drive a lot in the van, we listen to a lot of podcasts. And so you and I are always, whenever we hear that, we always like repeat it, that sound effect. <laughs> it's hard. He's really good at it. 
And she just kind of laughs at how bad I am at it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can to call in. Leave us a speak pipe. That's just her saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. for the people that don't know, Yuka is your wife. Yeah. They live in a van with. Yeah. Currently. Yeah, actually, she's the van's parked out there. She's getting some work done in there. Actually, oh. actually, she's playing Zelda right now. But oh, amazing! Yeah. <laughs> Which one? The new one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, rad! Yeah, we both bought it because we were flying out of Australia and we had like thirty hours of flying to do. So we're like, okay, we're gonna play Zelda. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I've been on big Zelda kick last couple of weeks. I'm still on Breath of the Wild though. Okay, yeah, finish that, but then you got like a whole. Another 150 hours of gameplay. Oh yeah. man, I can't yeah. wait! I love it. Yeah. Did they ever do a porn parody that was Breast of the Wild? <laughs> no, no, we they could, did not. We could Google that. We could, maybe we'll Google it after the show. Yeah, <laughs> personal time. <laughs> so, uh, where did you uh, come from tonight? Were you? You've been here for a week now. You came back from Australia. Uh, yeah, we just went to visit a friend in oh uh, in Capilano and. Uh, we just slept in front of her place, so, yeah, in the van, and then just cruised down to Anytime Fitness, had a shower this morning, and then we came over here, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So is that, is that the move? More often, more often than not, you just park outside someone's house that you know, or are you... Anywhere, really. Anywhere. Yeah. The, the trick is just to park in a neighborhood... And then the neighbors think, oh, someone, the neighbor must have someone over. And they all think that. And then it's just us in a van. So. Just you guys going, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're, we're dirtbags. So we just park up wherever. What about the, the Walmarts? Overrated? Underrated? Um, they're not as, like, there used to be a lot more availability. Like, a lot of them have closed off their parking lots to camping. Really? Um, but I think the one in... Chilliwack still is a, still allows it, but it's um, it's it's nice because you can just wake up and then walk into the Walmart and take a dump or whatever. And is this just yeah. in Canada that they've banned it? No, or? in the states it's gone down a bit too. I think oh, really? you know it's gotten a bit too popular and people abuse it a bit. So, so the rule or yeah. the policy used to be that at any Walmart you could camp overnight. Was there a certain time period? Uh, I think they just don't want you to stay for extended periods. Mm. Yeah. I did it once. I brushed my teeth in a Walmart, like in the McDonald's bathroom mm. a few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's a fun life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? I was going to say, wake <laughs> up every morning, head into that Walmart. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is pretty convenient because you can do your grocery shopping there and stuff. And Yeah. What's uh, the yeah. uh, what's the best Walmart you've ever slept at? Oh, I I couldn't say. I don't know. They're all the same, aren't they? I don't know. They are. They're, yeah, every Walmart. Some are bigger than others, but they're pretty much all the same. So. Actually, the the better ones are the ones with the grocery stores. Some of them are the the super centers, I guess. They've got the grocery stores, and other ones are just more like department stores. So, yeah. Uh-oh. Have you guys ever seen the I stayed overnight in a Walmart YouTube videos? Mm-hmm. That's my dream. I would love to be, get trapped in a Walmart overnight. Oh, yeah, It's like a very like kid movie dream sort of scenario. I feel like that played out in like a lot of 90s things. It's also just documenting your illegal activity, <laughs> filming yourself in the Walmart. But isn't that what YouTube is? Exactly. Documenting there, illegal activities. There's so much stuff like there's no way this guy isn't getting a fine after posting this video. Like, I don't know how it all works. Maybe people just are like, eh, whatever. 
Or big Walmart sets these people up, puts them in a store overnight, and it's a marketing <laughs> tactic. I don't think Walmart <laughs> needs that kind of publicity. I think they're, they're sailing just fine. Imagine, okay. Yeah. Eric, I wanted to ask you, um, so you appeared in our video, How to Buy a Mountain Bike. And I think about you on a weekly basis because on a weekly basis, we receive a comment that says, oh my God, I just realized BCPOV and Yuka are in this video. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I wonder, do people recognize you from that video at all? Like, do they, do they call that one out to you? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Not, not a ton. But yeah, people have definitely mentioned, oh, we, it was really cool that you're in that video. Well, thanks for having us on the video too, by the way. That was a cool experience. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But... No, it's like we've got all our own content and stuff that people recognize us from too. So, yeah. What's like the the one, you know, like, oh, you're that guy from X video that someone has seen a lot. Uh, maybe it's, um, it's hard to say, but one of my very first videos that blew up is I'm, I was riding a really, really difficult trail in Whistler. I won't say the name because it's not a legal trail. But it was like, I called it the hardest trail in the world. And it's like very, very difficult. And it just documented me like struggling down this trail. And I ate shit at least once in the video. And people really related to that. And I think a lot of people watched it. And so actually, I get a lot of requests to go back to it. And I'm like, uh, I'd have to spend a fair amount of time riding that kind of terrain to go back to that trail. But I... I since we travel so much, we just ride a lot of like a lot more mellow stuff than we have here in BC. So, you know, my, my technical skills are not as good as they used to be, I think. But yeah, anyways, that, that was the video that probably sticks out in the mind of a lot of people. So, yeah, yeah I think I know the one in that trail. The, won't name it. Has ropes to get down some of the features. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I've also fallen on that trail. Yeah, <laughs> trying to ride it. No, there's like an old video of like a young Jesse Melamed like mm -hmm. smashing his brains out on that trail, like like breaking helmet and stuff. So yeah, it's it's pretty full on. That deserved a sound effect, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't have my iPad right now. A but brain. smashing his brain is <laughs> very deserving. Brain, um, Can we get hotter on the soundboard today, please? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> Please. Oh, uh, is there a video that you uh, kind of um, associate with me? With you. Yeah. I do. I think it's the video where you were going for that final gap and you had the emotional breakdown at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was and pretty... And came up. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was rad that you like... That you just showed the real side, you know, of the story, which is super dope. Yeah, Am yeah, I, I really wanted to hit that jump and finally did. I have a major like anxiety mental blocks when there's a feature that kind of intimidates me and just really hard for me to either ignore that or push through it. So, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> I feel like I can feel that too. And so it's super relatable when you document that that reaction to finally hitting the thing that's just been destroying you mentally. Yeah, uh, to, for me, it's just about being honest and authentic. So that's what happened. So I, I kind of feel an obligation to show it the way it happened. So w What video? What's it called? Uh, I don't know. Or how would you find it? Uh, if you search Johnny Royale, BCPV, it's, it's a trail in Oregon. Mm. Uh, in Sandy, Sandy Ridge, I think it's called, or San, Sandy, Oregon. So 
I yeah, I was so yeah. impressed by Yuka's oh, writing. That, in that. This is the second second one there, Jason. Oh, Jason. that oh that first one is just a uh, raw video of that trail. Yeah. So, what was that? I was so impressed by Yuka's writing in that video too. Yeah, like she's fearless. She she's amazing, and it, that's kind of you know. People love seeing Yuka for sure because she's just sending everything. Just the other day, we were like uh, riding a new trail network in Australia and there's some massive hits there and luckily we had the trail builders with us to kind of guide us through and Yuka's hitting these massive lips and I was like, God, oh, this is too much for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you're going to play, you're not going to play the end, are you? <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to yeah, I don't, no, he just, big was on it. He just, things we're talking about, he pulls up just in case, just in case. Yeah, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to relive this one again. What ha- has the mental blockage gotten better or worse when now there's a camera on you and you're like, I, am I making this a video? Is this a video? Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's hard to really kind of, you know, uh, comprehend what's happening inside because the way we film is we just try to film really just recording what's happening in reality. And I don't know how much having the camera on affects me that much because I know in post I can just cut it out if I want to or whatever. But um, I think in this case, I truly felt that I wanted to hit this feature. And I had seen, uh, like, Yuka had done it already and I'd seen other people do it and I knew it was in my wheelhouse, but it was just, like, you know, messing with me. So I, I'm not so sure. But I did go to this trail with, with the goal of, like, clearing it um, for a video but at the same time, personally, I wanted to do that as well. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe what, where all the motivations are coming from in that situation. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's a hard thing to dissect anyway, because we, we have that too, where we're like, are we riding right now and pushing it for a video or are we just pushing it to like, cause of personal wants and desires to like land a thing or hit a feature? Yeah. I know personally I'm very okay with walking away with something if I feel like it's just I'm not feeling it that day. But, yeah, in that case, uh, there's certain vi- features that I, I know I can do but I just have issues with. It's mostly step-ups, actually. Really? Well, that dumb step-up on Fade to Black. I was going to... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a- I've done it many times, but then er- yeah. a, a winter goes by and go back to the bike park. I'm like, oh, man, this thing's screwing with me again. But... Yes, for some, I I think I have a bad perception of how high I go when I'm jumping on a bike, and I I don't think I'm jumping that high, but I I'm actually jumping like anybody else would. But in my head, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna make that, <laughs> you know. So yeah. yeah, it's spooky. I think about you as well when I jump up that thing, <laughs> <laughs> the operation table. Can we find that clip so Dave knows what we're talking about here? How would you find that? Oh. oh. I don't know. Just type in Whistler <laughs> Bike Park Sick Edit. Oh, do you mean the one where I went underneath it? Yeah. Oh, that one. That's like a. Yeah, but don't forget. It's one of the Wismus videos. Oh, gosh. Uh, Just type in like Wismus. Four, like four of them. So. Oh, it's, it's the second one right there. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the thumbnail. So. <laughs> you can tell by the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell by So, this is an epic bail on a trail called Fade of Black in the Whistler Bike Park. And yeah. you would basically jump up on top of this wooden structure. It's a flat structure. And then you hop off of it. So, it's a step up and then, and then yeah. drop off. And uh, 
our friend Eric here didn't make it on the step up and kind of fell underneath the table. Yeah, I think he might got it there. The next part of the trail has a drop to step up. Oh, it was oh, wet God. that day too? Yeah. It oh, was gnarly. Wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, do you have clearance for this music, Eric? <laughs> uh, do you have epidemic sound? No. <laughs> oh, God. Turn the sound down. <laughs> Wait, now recreate music with your mouth, Big Al. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have a mic. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't that right. Okay. <laughs> we don't have clearance for that either. <laughs> Bring back the YouTube volume. <laughs> hmm. This is peaceful. I love your soundtrack, Eric. Oh god. <laughs> Who's playing and this I've used music? this clip in so many videos because I just want to give context for another video. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should score your videos with the oh NFL god. soundtrack. Oh, oh and there's the crash. Oh, oh my goodness. How embarrassing. The last possible break. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it yes. happens though. It happens. Yeah, and then I, I just cut back to like here is me doing it three years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, three years ago, no problem. Yeah, so. Oh. It's just all in the head, really. I thought it was going to be a hit. It turns <laughs> out it fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, man. It happens, though. What's the last thing you've been really stoked on that you, you rode? Something that you conquered? Uh, yeah, at the same place where Yuko's hitting mm. these big jumps, there's, like, yeah, some pretty, like, 30-footer type long and low jumps that I was pretty happy to hit, so. Yeah, they were good. Is that like crab apple hit size, 30 feet? Crab apple's like 45. Yeah. 45. And yeah. it's tall. The lips are all yeah. tall. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yuka makes me nervous because she sees that those jumps and she's like, I want to hit those. I want to feel good. I you know, it, it makes me really nervous when she talks like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, if, if I'm having a really good day, I could probably hit those. But I think just you know it's just so 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 much anxiety around that yeah but well, those jumps are like i think they're just the lip is so big that they, they're basically doing the jumping for you on those jumps as long as you just commit i think you're good go fast enough yeah don't case yeah but even if you case i think you'd, you'd still probably bounce out of it pretty good because the rounding the lining is so round yeah but they're just so big and scary you just didn't you just build a, a jump trail in Australia? Yeah. Are those the jumps you're talking about? No, no. Uh, so there's a place called Naruma. The trail network's not open, but they they had us over to make a video for them. So that, that there's this whole new network that's going to go in there. It's mm. really amazing. But yeah, we I built a trail down in Tasmania on a on a vineyard down there, and they have it's like a kind of a little bit of a private bike park that you know they're trying to get going and. I we were riding there and I saw the Mini X and I was like, oh, I, I've been wanting to run it in Mini X for a long time to build a trail. And they're like, well, we could probably do that. So I, uh, I still have two more videos to make on that. Um, but yeah, I built a trail that's about eight, 800 meters long jump trail. And uh, yeah, the, the biggest jumps are around like 24 feet. Isn't that yeah. dangerous? It's, do you design your trails on the computer? A little bit. Uh, so, like, like on my trail in Abbotsford, um, like, for example, there's this one spot where there's like this old growth log that had fallen down. I'm like, this is like amazing feature. Like, 
because in BC, we want to use the features on the trail and just kind of incorporate them. So basically, uh, the new, since the iPhone 12, you can like, it has LiDAR scanner, you can like scan the terrain. And so you just like walk around, scan the terrain, and then you bring it into like a 3D editing app in your computer. And you can just de design around this feature. And then you get like all the real world dimensions and stuff. And, and then Our phones can do this? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> So, but then, yeah, this, this trail in, in, in Tasmania, I did the same thing. They had this big log on the ground. It's not in the videos yet. Oh, it'll be third video. Um, there's a big log on the ground and I'm like, okay, it has a really nice curve to it. I can turn this into a whale tail. So I scanned the log and they designed the feature before I ever put a shovel in the ground or. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You have a background in game, uh, game development? Yeah. So I, I used to be an artist in video games. So I'd make like characters and buildings and environments and things like that. Yeah. So. And how much of that, those skills come into play when you're building a trail on, uh, or like building a feature on your computer? Yeah. But for me, this is like, I'm, oh, I can scan the trail with my phone and then build on a computer. This like makes total sense to me. Like this is what I, I should be doing because this is the, my skill set. So, yeah. But yeah. So that uh that wall ride that we rode on uh your trail, you designed that yeah. on uh, online? Pull that up. <laughs> Pull it up. Yeah. So, it's in our uh, BCPOV video or I guess yeah, just type in BCPOV Mahomes, dude. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks. Pew. Appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. but yeah, it just makes we, a lot to me and and I've had a uh, fair number of people here in Abbotsford. email me or message me asking how how I did that and so they can do it themselves. So people are starting to do it. Oh, but yeah, near the end, big L. After, yeah, there it is. After Kaz. Yeah, this thing is massive. This is also the structure in which you iced us. Did you did you draw in the Smirnoff ice in <laughs> AutoCAD or whatever the heck you're using? Son of a bitch. Uh, shout out to Eric. Well, that, yeah, the shout out to Eric for icing us. Put in time and effort in oh, yeah, this is the feature. Turn that down. That's confusing. Who's, who's talking? First time here. So this feature and the one below it were designed in 3D. So watching you build it online and then showing up to ride it, was very different. <laughs> it's mm. quite a bit bigger in real life than you would expect. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I can ride that. And then they show up, they're like, oh, that's pretty full on. Yeah. The step up's pretty challenging. You're coming around a corner pretty quickly. A bit of a flat corner. Yeah. It's a bit of a bunny hop up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a easy trail. Like this, the trail was designed to be black with double black features. So it's awesome. It's yeah. super fun. Yeah. It's yeah. a great trail. You did an amazing job, but what, what's the expectations versus reality designing that thing on the computer and then going out there and, you know, starting to put wood down in the ground. Um, you know, what, what do you like, mean? I don't know. Is it simple? Is it like, Oh, well this is, yeah, everything went exactly as I planned. Uh, it's pretty simple. So the first feature you saw there, the, the first kind of jump step up to a wooden berm thing. Uh, we, we designed the computer, but then I uh, created a set of coordinates that we manually like placed flags in the ground for where each post goes and mm. then the height of each post relative to the first one. So that was like a really manual. But then the second feature, I realized that I could actually use AR. So there's like a little app in your phone. You can load a 3D model and then show it in the real world. So you can look at it through your phone and just walk around this feature. And basically... 
we use that AR to build it. So I could place the flags exactly where those posts go into the ground with AR. And then, so when I say AR, I mean augmented reality. So basically... I thought you were talking about pirates. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, and then... Arr, sorry. <laughs> the shark fin feature is quite tricky because each, each fin goes steeper and steeper and steeper. But with AR, you can just like have your friends hold the post up to the angle it needs to be and then you just tack it oh. in place. So you can just like match it to the AR. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can tell where it's supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How come he doesn't get a bonomch? <laughs> even better. Perfect. Even better. That's sweet. So are you going to be um, in a couple of years or next year building trails with the MacBook Vision Pro? That would be sweet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of stoked on that thing. The, yeah, me too. He's talking about the VR headset by Apple. Yeah. It looks great. But for me, it's like, because uh, we live in a van and we have limited space for monitors and stuff. Mm. Mm. I just want like a virtual desktop that I can just wear on my face and then just like, you oh, know. Oh, wow. Yeah. That. <laughs> exactly. That's the most distorted. That, that's the, that's what do you mean exactly? place when you wear that. <laughs> you mean, what was that noise? Did you guys know that, new jingle? that it's not, it's, it's, it is a VR headset and the eyes are a screen yeah. projecting your eyes back. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. It is wild. The VR and AR, uh, but it's fake AR thing. I'm a jig fake AR. In, in terms of it being like, you're watching a video of the outside world. You're not seeing it through a thing. And you can FaceTime people. Mm -hmm. You it see them. It creates an avatar of you. But basically. Yeah. Yeah. They see a third person version of you. Like a, like a me. Yeah, it's definitely, me. I feel like the first version will be very cool, but it, it's probably the second one that you're going to want to actually spend the money on. Yeah. Well, we are at like iPhone 12 now, so it could be 12 that you want to spend your money on. <laughs> no, it was worth getting like the four. I feel like the first one was probably not that great. What about the GoPro one? Worth it? <laughs> yeah. There's a hand crank on it. <laughs> well, it was filmed, so there was some kind of crank on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that actually blows my mind that you could wear the headset in your van and have the 49 inch curved monitor virtually in front of you that's awesome and that's I guess yeah, a game changer I, I i'm part of me is like it's either gonna just go the way the dodo or it's gonna be like the next like it's going to be getting like what the iPhone was to smartphones. It'll yeah. be the thing. I, I yeah. feel like it'll be the thing, but I also yeah. thought Google glass was kind of cool. That never went anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And there's already a lot of VR headsets out there, but I don't know many people that own them. Well, cause they haven't, you've got to integrate these technologies into people's day-to-day -day life in a proper way, which is what Apple does. Whereas like, mm. you know, Oculus is like, all right, nerds, Go in your corner and don't talk to anyone. Whereas like Apple's whole emphasis is like, you can see their eyes, you can still interact. So I think it'll be once you can use the headsets and then multiple people have them and you don't feel too isolated, that's when it'll really take off. Yeah, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable right away sitting in a Starbucks with this thing on my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. But and the Google Glass didn't take off because people, it, it was the whole security thing that you can walk in somewhere and be filming someone and they can't tell you're filming them. And there was all those, I think, elements that held it back. Also, they didn't call it the Google Goggle, which, you know, a real failure. Google Goggle? Oh, the Google, Google Goggle. Goggle. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what she said. Jason and I tried the Google Glass one time. The, uh, Google, Google <laughs> this Glass. This is why it didn't take off. People just couldn't say it. Google. We tried at the YouTube space. And uh, I thought it was pretty neat that the sound is just through bone vibrations <laughs> vibrating your skull. Is that true? This is fine. Is this true? There's no actual speaker. It's just vibrating your skull. Yeah, that's and what it's, I thought. And it's like you can hear perfect music. Do you not believe me, Dave? No, I believe you. Do I just I just don't know. You're amused? Oh, interesting. Wrong! Uh, <laughs> it like your voice sounds inside your head versus hearing it externally. Yeah, yeah. It would be weird, yeah. Huh. I feel like, at, uh, yeah, how do you deal with that? Because you do voiceovers in your videos. Like At this point, having done so much voiceover work, podcast stuff, I feel like what I hear in my head matches what I hear in video. I uh, Sometimes I get really in my head when I'm doing voiceovers and I hear all the extra stuff that's going on in my head. So it's not getting filtered out. And then all the demons. I have a lot of issue like just getting the words out. But other days I'm like, just it all like flows out and I can just do it. But well, yeah. what about even hearing yourself right now? Because you asked us whether, whether or not to put the headphones on. Yeah. Oh. Am I making you think about your voice now? It seems, like, uh, overthink? Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. People <laughs> <laughs> <Shut laughs> <up! laughs> <laughs> 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 don't forget. Do you do your your voiceovers in your in the uh, in the van? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's actually not a bad place to do it. Like, there's a lot of weird angles, and there's like a bed in there, so the sound doesn't bounce that bad. Weird angles? Yeah, yeah like we have. Um, like some cabinets that are coming in at a weird angle and the whole van is like more of a rounded shape. Mm. So, so what, it helps the vibrations. Yeah. You just sound a bit of sound deadening in there, I guess. Yeah, I see. I helps the vibrations in yeah. your skull. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, how were your travels in Australia? Good. Uh, we, I've never been. Yeah, you should go. Yeah. Oh, it's super fun there. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, Oh, Dave, you been, I know Jason has. Nar. Just to, the, just to the airport. Just to the airport. Just to Melbourne. To the R part. That does not. The count. AR part? I know. I, I didn't say I can't do. <laughs> well, were so, you just doing like a tour of airports or what was the. I was on the way to New Zealand. Ah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so none of us the have fun. been to Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Um, they don't have a ton of elevation like we do here, but they have quite a like uh, derby was really good there's a place called uh, boomerang bike park near brisbane that was like <laughs> is that funny too? it's like maple leaf bike park oh yeah they, they call it boomers <laughs> yeah <laughs> wallaby meadow <laughs> the didgeridoo desert shrimp on the bobby bike park <laughs> okay be nice it's a great bike park <laughs> those are all great places <laughs> don't, don't smash uh, them yeah it was like like it was one of the only places in Australia where they had built up like wooden features and big drops and stuff so it was super fun felt a bit like a bit like home and uh, but Tasmania is like the, where it's at in, in Australia it's like mm. great temperatures and you know awesome riding and dense like more tropical forests there and stuff so is it Medina bike parks there Medina's there mm. um I'm gonna make some people upset it's not my favorite place to ride in Australia <laughs> it wasn't bad but it was uh everything was very a little bit samey but that's probably one of the biggest elevation bike parks in Australia for sure mm. but yeah I've, I thought they need a little bit more variety 
but I yeah. see. Yep. So we've talked about this a lot. We wanted to do another Island Ride Park tour. Yeah. If we had to do five bike parks in Australia, where should we go? Well, you can cross Maydean off the list because they just turned this off. <laughs> so are they like lift access? Ideally. Okay. So I do boomers. Well, there's not that many lift access bike parks there. Uh, well, tours off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say boomers. Um, there's a, there's one called Threadbow. Oh yeah. But it's, it's got like just a handful of trails. Um, and then Medina, but I, I would just, there's a lot of great places to ride that aren't so much lift access. Um, there's a place called bright. That's really good. That does have a shuttle. So, um, that works. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, Australia doesn't have a lot of ski hills cause it's kind of hot down there. So they don't have many lifts. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. The only yeah. reason chairlifts exist is because of skiing. Hmm. Not because of bike parks? It's mm. not a real sport. That's why. Oh, shit. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> is it true that everything in Australia is trying to kill you? Uh, we did see some snakes, tiger snakes. So uh, brown snakes. Tiger snakes. Yeah. They're, they're basically just black, but uh, some of them have that kind of tiger stripes on them. Yeah, they're just chilling on the trail. They don't really do anything. Like, they, they usually they'll run away. Yeah. But I did look up on, like, because Australians are really nervous about bears. Mm-hmm. They, they hear we're from Canada. They're like, oh, my God, the bears, the bears. And uh, while they're getting that, punched in the face with by a kangaroo. Uh, kangaroos were chill. Okay. <laughs> unless, you try, unless you try to fight one, I guess. But no, um, I looked up on Wikipedia, like bear, bear deaths versus in North America versus snake deaths in Australia. There's more snake deaths in Australia than there are bear deaths in of North America. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I that think that the issue is if you get bit by a snake, Barely. you just go to the hospital, right? Because they'll mm-hmm. have anti-venom or whatever. But if you're like out in the bush somewhere and you can't get the anti-venom, then you're in trouble. Yeah. But usually you're you're close to civilization when you're on a mountain bike. I'm personally pro-venom, but... <laughs> you would. Oh, shit! Yeah, well, we uh, should go, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now? Yep. <laughs> All well, right. It's winter there now, right? Yeah, but it's... Well, it depends where you go. If you go to Karn's... Um, Car- oh, wait, how do you Karen's? say that? Karen's? Karen's? Karn's? Karn's? Maybe like, Karen's. I thought when, when I first heard it, because they just uh, put through on a Crankworks there. I thought yeah. they were saying can, like can, like the oh, can I film festival. I'm probably canes. Canes. Do you know what we're talking about, Dave? Yes. What did he say? How do you say it? Cane. C A I R N S. It looks like Karen's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's always it's, asking uh, to talk to the manager. I think it's dry season there right now, so if you went there, you'd be good to go. But uh, when we were there, like kind of their summer, that's kind of rainy season. And Karns, Karens, Cans. What the Cairns. hell is that? Okay, we got the pronunciation. Cairns? Sound Cairns? sounds like K E H R N Z. Go for it. Play it. Karens. 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 Okay. Dude, there's but no wait, way yeah, that's right if you're from Karens. Yeah. A lot of the Australian pronunciations are not that intuitive. Like if you look up Brisbane, it it it. You, if as a Westerner, you you'd read it as Brisbane. What the hell? Doesn't that read Brisbane? <laughs> but it's Brisbane. Yeah. Anyways, there's a few like that in Australia. Go in. Wait, bit of a 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 topic change. 
can you type in YouTube uh, pronunciation Chipotle? Sorry, this just this conversation made me think of uh, this YouTube channel called <laughs> Pronunciation Manual. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the one? Uh, yeah, uh, three down. So this is how to pronounce Chipotle on a YouTube channel. Sean Toodle. <laughs> oh yeah, I love this. <laughs> go to the channel, go to like most viewed. I'm really crossed up. They have hundreds of videos and it's just mispronunciations. How many thousands of dollars? They must have one for chaos. Here's how to pronounce PMS. What? What is this? But no, no, you click the worst video. There you go. Go back, go back, go back. Justin Bieber. Hit Justin Bieber. How to pronounce Justin Bieber? Juggy Brodel Team. <laughs> Juggy Brodel Team. I see the world wildly and in wild ways. When you see a YouTube channel like this, do you uh, get angry at how easy it could have been if you just decided to do something like this on YouTube instead of going for mountain bike rides and uh, exerting yourself? Not particularly. I'm sure they've got like thousands of videos and only a few of them have gone, gone crazy. Go to the about page. How many? What's their overall views? Six. Six. How many? Two hundred fifteen million. That's mm. actually not that high. But how many is? If you click <laughs> yeah. uh, production or search production manual, it'll tell you how many videos they have. Or uh, pronunciation manual. Yeah. So they probably made a good like two hundred grand at least on yeah. on ads. You sure about that? So I'm not sure about that. You sure about it, that? It's a guesstimate. Why? It's what a guesstimate. I don't know. Nobody knows. People think they know. All those YouTube videos where it's like you wanted to know, do you want to know how much this YouTuber makes? Watch this video and they talk in depth. They break someone's salary down. Does anybody really know? Oh, yeah. How many yeah. videos is that? 480? Like comp shot? Yeah. Oh, 400. So, so they made a lot of videos, but I don't know. It's de definitely good for them for kind of figuring out a little niche and going with it. Is one of your most frequently asked questions, how do you make money on YouTube or how much money do you make on YouTube? Do people ask you that a lot? Not really. I think they're often more surprised that we are full-time and this is our main source of income. How long yeah. have you been full-time? Uh, five years. Wow. Yeah. So once we moved into the van, we were, our, our cost of living went way down. So it was pretty easy to just go full-time YouTube. So yeah that's wild and then you left the video game industry for youtube yeah uh, yeah oh, but i was very keen like i had been working on youtube for a year while i had a job in games and i was well partially because i was doing youtube i was like um, i saw the this alternative lifestyle that i really wanted so i was getting really sick of games but at the same time i was also getting really sick of games for sure because I'd been doing it for 18, 17, 18 years or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, no, like I basically graduated from high school and went straight into my career. So I was not, I was pretty over it by then, I think. Yeah. So were you involved in any uh, video games that we may have played? That yeah, probably. Uh, Need for Speed. Oh, uh, yeah. Underground and Underground <gasps> 2. <gasps> yeah. And then. Uh, no way, pull it up. Riders the very the last storm. game I worked on was Age of Empires 4. Whoa. That actually I left while that was still in production. Um, 
Doing what? Like making backgrounds and characters and buildings? Yeah, that one I was making buildings. Buildings. So like little shacks and like what's in Age of Empires? Yeah. I only know castles. Just shacks. Just a game of shacks. A lot of love shacks. (laughs) Uh, Castles (laughs) and, and, you know, all this stuff. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Have you played Diablo? Uh, I, I think I played a little bit of the first one. Yeah. Bit, bit too much of a grind for me, I think. Mm. But yeah, new Diablo just came out. It's so funny. They, I, I watched the last UFC on the weekend, and there's a huge Diablo four uh, print on the on the octagon. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just what an odd place to advertise a video game. Did you see the um, the Times Square ad? Yeah, it was like. Welcome to Hell, New York, and it was during New York's smoky <laughs> day. Oh no! But it was Diablo Four ad. Yeah, it's very ironic. Very pull that up. That was amazing marketing by them. Amazing marketing. Yeah. They lit oh. a fire in Quebec and blew all that smoke. Away. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, so it wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> they like like it wasn't a coincidence that that ad ran during the wildfire. They, I'm not sure uh, how I that would work. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like the sky was orange in New York. Well, they may have changed oh the, the typography on that image or something. No, that looks to make accurate. It suit the, <laughs> the background, but yeah, they probably had that booked way, way in advance. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. They could have changed the message, though, to your point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could have just been like, uh, play our video game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you market, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, Eric. Stop, stop, stop. Please let me go. Please let me go first. I'm doing something. Guys. <laughs> what do you mean, guys? It's Dave. Dave. <laughs> these sound bites, these Tim Robinson sound bites are like six seconds long. What the <laughs> it hell? doesn't say on the website how long they are, so I just got to press it and hope it's good. <laughs> I was going to play less than 15 seconds of a song, and you got to tell me what game it's from. Uh-oh. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 7. <laughs> Here I am, doing everything I can. Well, it's Riders on the Storm, but I have no idea what game it was in. You have no idea? Do you have clearance for this one? He can is do it, little, is it underground? little hits. Underground 2. Okay. Yeah, I, well, you know, when you work on games, you don't actually play them. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Well, you're so burnt out on it by the end, you don't, you don't really <laughs> want to play them. So There's like just no joy. It's yeah. like making videos. You don't actually watch your own stuff. Yeah. You watch it once and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's cool. You knew that. <laughs> I really knew that. Cool, 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 cool. I'll just go fuck myself. What's the best video <laughs> game life. of all time, Eric? Best video game? Yeah. Oh, I'm a big Zelda fan. Oh, awesome. So, uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but because, uh, you know, you look at the past with rose, rose-colored glasses, but Ocarina of Time was massive for me. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind. Gold, like all the, N64 was huge for me. So GoldenEye and Mario 64, they were, I really loved those games. We, we played hours and hours of GoldenEye after school at a friend's place. So, yeah. Great game. We played it not long ago. We had it in the studio here, and uh, it people did not get hold up. Did it? I think it's fun. Okay, I think it's super fun. But Gold yeah, Knight does not hold up. No, it's just the frame rate problems. I think. But didn't they like re-release it or something? Yeah, they probably made. I think yeah. they made like a new yeah. version. Well, yeah, on the Switch was it? Mm. Uh, I kick ass in it still, so that's why mm. I think it's fun. Everybody just gets pissed off. <laughs> I camp there with Golden Gun every time. <laughs> I find it's also, there's like a lot of time where you're just like looking for people and everything kind of looks the same. It's all just poorly rendered environments. And you're like, is this a wall or uh, the sky? I can't tell. Mm. But I feel like Mario 64 
holds up pretty good. Mm-hmm. And and Zelda is is not as strong, but it, I think it still holds up pretty well too. Well, there are games that are intentionally stylized where Goldeneye is trying to you know represent some sort of reality. Yeah. So it's harder to hold up. And I think the frame rate problems were a big big problem for modern gamers. Yeah, that makes sense. Breath like of the Wild got like ten frames a second in multiplayer. Like it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's like very <laughs> yeah. chunky. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is so amazing. Like you said that Zelda probably doesn't hold up. The old Zeldas, mm. I probably agree because the new games are so good. And I'm like halfway through this. It's taken me so long, and I just can't stop thinking that Jason claims that he hundred percented that game. I did. What do you mean, Clay? That's Breath insane. Yeah. You got the, all the Koroks? I did. Oh, my God. It was, it was when <laughs> you I... had too much time in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how? I've been playing this game for so long. I have 50 of those Koroks. Korok. Um, it was when I broke my ankle. So I oh, had nothing but okay. time. Yeah, fair enough. Wow, you guys feel bad now, don't you? No, I don't feel bad. I wish I'm like, what? What was I doing when Jason was playing this game? Because he was. I'm proud of him. Let you me just put that out there. I'm proud of Jason. Ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I heard in the new one, there's more Koroks. Oh, is there more? Oh. Sorry, yeah. what's a Korok? All right, pull it up. There's only you got to pull it up. YouTube Korok K O R O K or something like that. Are you sure like you that. don't mean Turok? No, <laughs> Korok. Charcuterie. Korok. <laughs> Um, they're basically Jesus these Christ. little characters that you just find. They do nothing, uh-huh. more or less. You do get a reward yeah. for a hundred of them, but they have leaf. Yeah. They have leaf faces. Mm. Yep. Are they all unique? Is every single one unique? No. Well, every leaf There's... is unique. Anyways, you. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> In Breath of the Wild, they give you like a seed, and if you collect enough seeds, you can expand your inventory. Yeah. There you go. But it's like on a yeah, game square scale or whatever, so. You give them two seeds and you get an ex- expanded point, but then the next is four and then eight and then 16. And then, so it gets really ramps up to maximum year. <laughs> Whose phone was that? Dave! <laughs> Dave just finished torrenting Need for Speed. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, Back to the claim, uh-huh. you 100 percented that, mm-hmm. but you used a guide. Oh yeah, for sure. But I still wonder, what was your strategy? Like, were you reading the guide and going line by line, following everything? Because it's still a massive undertaking to get all 900 of those things. Like the map is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Like you're going all over the place to find those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. <yeah. laughs> you just didn't do shit I, for I like a, four I had, months. I had it just like up on my computer, and then I would just like one by one go like. Okay, all right. So I see what kind of gamer you are. Eric, how do He's you approach screen, Zelda? screen watcher style. Oh, uh, well, I did do similar what Jason... I got to like 300 Koroks or something. But there was a online map. So someone had made a map online that you could just like see where they all were. And I think even record which ones you've gotten. I'm not sure, but... I think yeah. this rings a bell. I think I was using that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, right, right now I'm playing uh, whatever it's called, the new one. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I'm just like, it's an open world game, so I'm just like going in random directions, and sometimes I'll find enemies that are way beyond me at that point of the game, and then you'll backtrack and go find some other thing to do. And yeah, it's a good adventure game. And then maybe at the end, when I'm start kind of completed the whole map, I'll go back and start looking for Koroks or something. My yeah. God, that's when you have too much time on your hands. Yeah, I don't think I'll be doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Jason would just break your ankle and you'll have so much time. No. <laughs> oh yeah, we we love to talk about injuries on this podcast. I wanted to ask you, you uh you know, you have this mental block on jumps and whatever. Is there some big injury that you had that kinda started that? 
Yeah, so here. it's funny because I have these mental j- blocks and jumps and drops, but I've never really injured myself on those features. It's <laughs> what is he is downloading <laughs> Zelda? You just downloaded Ocarina of Time, dude. <laughs> Are you serious? Um, so yeah, I always crash on low speed features. So like I broke mm. both skateboards doing like some really slow janky move and going over the bars and go hands out and. So yeah, I don't know why I'm afraid of big, big features. Both scaphoids. Both hands, wrists, at the same time? Different times. Oh, okay. I was yeah, say yeah, that. Is that painful, the scaphoid? It's not that painful. It's actually more of a, of a surprise. Right. Because I was like, ah, oh, I don't think it's broken. And then you go to the hospital, oh, no. like, yeah, it's broken. I'm like, ah, oh, no. It's the worst thing. It's not the worst thing to break, but it's not a great one to break because it's, it has a poor blood supply. And also when they put the cast on, they restrict your thumb. So you can't actually use your thumb. I think I have a broken scaphoid right now. Right now? I think there's a good chance. And I think it's maybe been broken for like three years. Is this a possibility or? Oh, have you like done the snuff block t- test? There's like this hole uh, in your wrist that you push into. Oh, oh God. And if it okay. hurts when you push in there, then you might have a broken scaphoid. It does not hurt. Okay. It does not hurt. Yeah. But, but I got... I basically fell over. I went endo over my handlebars downtown at, at night over a staircase oh. and yard sailed everything on my back and, no. and in front of everybody in a little square. And uh, yeah, I destroyed my phone. phone. Phone was like bent in half and so was my wrist. And it's yeah. never been the same. Maybe, did you get an x-ray? No. Well, maybe you should do that. I should probably do that. <laughs> do you have that technology on your iPhone? <laughs> No, but, uh, I can Pro. call the hospital and get them to pick you up oh, if you like. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the skateboard is kind of not, not a good... And a lot of people, uh, they'll break it and they don't know it's broken. And they'll just go like you for three years not knowing it's broken. Yeah. Why is my wrist sore kind of thing? My jankiness is actually on this side. Okay, that's not your skateboard. What is this? That's is this my this is my leg? I have no idea. No. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's on the opposite I'll go to side the of your Yeah, the skateboard's here, uh, below your thumb. Okay. And what do you call this test? A snuffbox test, I think. Sn- oh, snuffbox. This is where you do a snuffleupagus? A snuff? I, I'm pretty sure that's it. What do you wait? Maybe a what are you defining as snuff? Snuff is like uh, uh what like uh, cocaine? Is it like tobacco or something? What is what? What's the stuff in little tins? Oh, uh, snooze. Snooze. Mm. You put that in your lip. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait. So then, what is? Am I onto something here? Snuff is like a powder, and you sniff it out of that little crevice in your hand. I think you're just thinking because the word sniff. Okay. Well, mm. <laughs> snuff, sniff, snuff, snuff, snooze. No, hold on, hold on. Google a type goggle. of smokeless tobacco that is made of finely ground or shredded tobacco leaves. Snuff. Okay. Do you, do you sm- snort it? Oh, okay. Mm. Snuff. Wait, is it snorted this or sniffed into the, azel- into the anal cavity? <laughs> into oh! the nasal cavity, <laughs> delivering swift hit of nicotine. Okay. Is this the, yeah, is this the stuff go. that they have at Oktoberfest that people are like no. openly sniffing, but it looks like cocaine, but it's not? It's just like a menthol uh, thing? No, no, no. I think that's a different thing. That's called. Um, it also starts with an S. Google it. So what? a lot. You're right. Alonzo just it said the depression was used to hold snuff or whatever. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could hold some snuff. Yeah. What is that drug? The odd Oktoberfest drug. What is? I can't read. What? What do we call it? Click it. Stop reading headlines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the picture. Sneeberg. 
Sneeberg. That's what it's been called to my friend, my friends. Here it says Weissen Talks. <laughs> Oktoberfest Talks. Yeah, you heard this? Have you ever been to an Oktoberfest? No, N- neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> you like? Do you enjoy beer? Are you a big beer guy? Uh, yeah, I enjoy beer. But I've been getting into wine more lately because I, we were we spent a month and a half on this vineyard in Tasmania, and they just kept giving us wine. And we we're like, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> and I don't I, I don't get as hungover from wine either. I find mm, so, really, yeah, it's so sugary. Depends uh, what it might depend on the quality of the wine. Mm. I don't know. But uh, Jason just goes to the shelf, finds the cheapest he can find. Is Skinny Bitch a good wine? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Margarita. (laughs) Is that a wine? If it comes in a box, it's a good wine. (laughs) Skinny Girl or something? I don't know. But it's funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how's how's life going as a YouTuber? Good. Um, Yeah, right now I'm pretty happy. I've had a couple highs and lows. Like, I'm... Yeah, right now it's good because we've had a lot of like um, people have contacted us to make sponsored videos for them. Cool. And uh, so I actually have a huge back backlog of content I need to edit. But uh, we did this race in Tanzania called the K2N. It's like a four day stage race at the bottom of like Mount Kilimanjaro. And it was probably one of the most amazing things I've ever done on a bike. Like it was. Once you get down the mountain, there's like elephants and giraffes and zebras running around and like you're just riding past them on your bike. And then this is also like the um, kind of the homeland of the Maasai people. So they're kind of, uh, I don't know how you would describe them, but they're basically a people that live in the area and they're just so stoked to see you going by and just really friendly people. At one point we had like 30 or 40 kids just like we rode by and they just mobbed us. Like they're just giving them high fives and fist bumps. And I can't wait to edit that video. It's just going to be, it was such a good experience. Yeah. So I would, uh, I recommend anybody to go do that stage race or just go to Tanzania. It's like such an amazing place. Yeah. Did you fist bump any giraffes? No. Any come in contact with any animals? Um, not real. Uh, well, the, 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 uh, the Maasai people, they, they're still like herders. So they herd their goats and cows and stuff. Mm. So you're often riding through like these big herds of goats and stuff. Um, but as for wild animals, we saw a dead snake. But, Ooh, exotic. Yeah. <laughs> but lots of interesting birds and stuff. And yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really, bl- I can't wait. It's really even hard to describe like how it went because... You know, it's just so fluid and just a big cultural experience. So I can't wait to show the video to people because it's just going to be, I think uh, a lot of people want to go do the race after. You uh, Sorry, go for it, Jason. When did you do it? <laughs> uh, two weeks ago. Holy so crap. we've been back in Canada for like a week now. And then we did, we came straight from that race. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you tired? Uh, I was pretty jet lagged when we came back. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. But um, no, I'm pretty... I'm I'm pretty good now. Last night I was falling asleep. Like we were watching that Tour de France show or something mm. on Netflix. And I was just like, oh, yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. Go to Tanzania, guys. It's, what, it's amazing. What's it like? Because you're, you, you've ridden in some pretty remote areas now, BC and beyond. Like, are you, is that ever in the back of your mind? Like, how do I get out of here if I crash or? Um, 
Or is that well, series pretty good? Well, usually mountain biking is often fairly close to civilization. But there are some, like in the Chilcotins, where I usually ride with friends. So if you're with somebody, you're probably in a pretty good position to get out of there. Um, we did do like this hike in northern BC to these hot springs. And that was a, a place that nobody goes because nobody try, wants to disclose where these hot springs are. Um, so we did get like a Garmin in reach just for that hike. And so we would have had the ability to um, basically call for help. Yeah. But like in this race in Tanzania, I did it with Yuka and there's other people doing the race too. So that, and there's a sweeper as well. So they would have probably found us. Um, we did go off course a few times cause we were like, Oh, there's animals over there. Let's go there. And then, but it's just like a big open plane. So they probably would have found us. But you were racing. Um, so it, you could race it. We treated it more as like an adventure. So we just kind of cruised through and we stopped and talked to the locals and all this stuff. And yeah, it was more of an adventure for us. Um, the last two days I, I did race the, the start of the stages just because it was, for me, it was like, oh, uh, racing's fun and let's do the, a bit of this. But I was riding with Yuka because you have to ride in teams. So I was riding with Yuka. So at the next feed station, I would just wait for her there and watch everybody cruise by. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys rent a van? I don't know if you already mentioned this. Did you rent a van in Australia? Yeah, we, we bought one. Oh, you bought one? Yeah. Well, because if you rent one for six months, because we were there for six months, it's really expensive. But if you buy one, then you sell it after and it only costs, like, you, you just lose the difference you make in the in the cost of, of buying it, you know? Mm. So we, we lost, like, 3000 or something because we sold it in, like, low season and we bought it in high season. Um, That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot cheaper than because you could spend three month, three grand a month on a van if you rented one. So yeah, yeah. So was that van uh, not as good as yours? Yeah, it was not as good. Uh, what was it missing? Uh, shower, um, proper cooktop. Um, I smell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, it was also a bit Great lower. Drop. You could, could stand up in it, but I couldn't stand up in it, like Oof. stand up straight kind of thing. So, but it was fine for six months, like. And, you know, Australia is quite warm, so insulation wasn't a problem or anything like that or a heater or whatever. So, yeah. But it was nice to come back to our van in Canada for sure. But for us, it's like uh, we're on an adventure and we can suffer for, for a bit just to, you know, be able to do this. Van, van aside, is van life better in Australia or Canada? Oh, um, it might be better in Australia. Like, it's very common. Like, I've read a stat that, like... I don't know, like one in six or something. Australians have a some kind of RV or camper van, and all, a lot of smaller towns they want you to come there, so they'll have like they'll just open up the their local soccer field or, or cricket pitch or whatever to just let you camp there mm. for a couple of days. And yeah, they just want people to come. So there's lots of free camping, and then uh, surfing's a big thing. So if you go to the beaches, there's often showers at the beaches. So yeah, I'd say it's, it might be e- a little easier in Australia. Yeah. But it's it's easy here too. Like yeah, you can just park wherever and most most of the time people don't bother you. Yeah. Yeah, what about when people do bother you? Are you uh, ever been kicked out of a spot or uh, Um, yeah, a couple times. Um any crazies? Any Karens? 
cons. I think the cops have been called on us before. So, like, I remember in Bentonville, we just, we kind of parked in a spot we knew was going to be a little bit obvious. And then in the morning, the cops showed up. But we just, like, pretend there's nobody in the vehicle and just keep sleeping while they've been knocking on the van. <laughs> oh, Is that yeah. the move? You just... that That's our move now. How are your yeah. nerves when that's happening? Uh, I get a little... I, I'm getting better at it, but, you know, you're a little tense when that's, like, you... For a couple hours after that, you're just a little bit high strung after that. But I don't know it's better than talking to the cops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You just. Um, yeah, I feel like in North America, van life's a little bit more um, vilified, like especially around Squamish or whatever. Um, whereas in Australia, people are. People are so. Australians are so chill, dude. Like they're. Uh, it's really nice to be in Australia because everybody's so friendly and they, they don't really care what you're doing, you know, whereas in North America, people are like getting in your business more kind of thing. And yeah. Did you eat the veggie mite? Uh, we did a little bit. It's just, just really salty. You, you got to yeah. put it on really super thin. That's, that's the, the key. Mm. Yeah. How do you describe the flavor? Just salty? I think it's super salty. Yeah. Yeah. That you had it. No? no, no, Dave, no. I've not. Jason, you like it? Mm-mm. No, no. I agree. It's super salty. Yeah, you have like... to grow up with it. I think. I wish we had some right now. We could do a taste test. Have you ever had a twiglet? No. They're like little pretzel snacks from England, and they're really salty, but they're kind of bitter, and but they're kind of intoxicating to eat. What What's the snack game down in uh, Australia? Are they missing? They don't. Have, do they have ketchup chips? No. Oh. Classic Canadian snack. Uh, I'm not sure if I saw that, but they definitely have salt and vinegar chips, which in the States is a little bit harder to find in Canada. But, um, we had a, a, an Australian skateboarder join us for a project Her name is Sheezy, and, uh, she, uh, was drinking Dr. Pepper like crazy because oh. <laughs> it's up, it's marked up in, uh, in Australia. I guess it's probably like five, $6 a can. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know if this is true at all. Five or $6 a, good... a Karen. <laughs> There's an, I went to a grocery store in Australia and in the international aisle, they had a, a American section and they had, uh, in the American section, they had Captain Crunch, <laughs> which I thought was pretty, yeah. So did you buy it? No. <laughs> did you want to wreck the roof of your mouth? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Is that what it does? Yeah. It's They're like really sharp. sharp. It's yeah. really sharp. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not worth it. God, I love sugary cere- cereal. I prefer uh, corn flake or no uh, frosted flakes or cinnamon toast crunch. Mm. What's what's your kitchen game in the van? Uh, Is cooking up a storm here in BC. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got just a propane cooktop in there and fridge and we we if we built the van again, we put an oven in for sure. Mm. Yeah, just so you can just I don't know. Yuka really wants to be able to make cookies and bread and stuff in, in an oven but we don't have one so we, we would put that in next time for sure what do you guys eat the most in the van well yuka's japanese so she loves rice so we eat a lot of rice for sure so lots of like japanese dishes like chicken karaage and what else she just made some like uh onigiri so basically those rice balls mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we eat a lot of japanese food actually yeah, it's good because I like Japanese food. You guys ever rented a van in Japan? We did. Yeah, at the 
before I quit my job, we went to Japan for like two months. And, um, yeah, we rented a van in Japan and just... (laughs) Sounds amazing. Yeah. Van in Japan. Yeah. Well, you guys went to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so good. Yeah. We were watching your video, I think, uh, learning about some of the the, uh, mountain bike parks. Yeah. It's fun there. But, um, yeah, there's not a ton of riding, but... I don't know. It was, it was good. Uh, food, you guys went to Fuji Ten, right? Yep. Uh, the dirt there was so good. Yes. It's just like volcanic dirt. It's mm-hmm. just like the best, best. Because uh, we went to um, uh, in Rotorua, they had that volcanic dirt as well, and it's just like the best dirt you could ride. Because it doesn't break bump. It it uh, it, it break bumps a little bit, but it's just like super grippy in all conditions. So it could be raining super hard and it's just amazing amazing dirt yeah. any plans to go back um we were actually going to go back this fall last fall but uh yuka had just broken her tailbone at sun peaks oh and uh that was like so the gnarly was that crash. the big crash yeah oh, we gotta pull that one up we yeah pull it up oh this is the best crash that one makes me a bit emotional oh gosh but should she, we not play it yeah <laughs> She overshot this jump by a lot and landed in the berm and then kind of landed on a log behind the berm and then just like broke her tail. I was super worried because I thought she had broken her back or something. But yeah. Yeah. So um, big launch. So she couldn't ride in Japan. It didn't make a lot of sense for me to go with her because she was just going to be injured and hanging out with family the whole time. And I don't speak Japanese, so it didn't make a lot of sense. So I just stayed home and road whistler <laughs> yeah um but yeah we definitely want to go back for sure because it's the, for one just the food is amazing in japan yeah you know? i think we should collab in japan let's uh send 500 emails to the japan tourism board this afternoon maybe <laughs> and split it up 150 yeah. each some it's a it's get a their attention to go for sure yeah <laughs> should we not watch that video the crash should we avoid this yeah if you want to watch it how do we find it? Sun uh, Peaks. Search Vangirl Yuka crash or something like that. How did you meet Yuka? In New Zealand. So I was on a, maybe that was my first experience in a camper van. We were, I was driving a camper van in New Zealand and she was working in TNL. And we met, met on a hike at, uh, called Milford Track. So there's a famous hike in, on the South Island of New Zealand. And uh, we just hung out every day and yeah. I managed to convince her to come with me in my van <laughs> and uh, she quit her job and joined me. Yeah. Did you have candy and puppies? <laughs> Just Zelda and a... I got worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is... Oh man, this is... So y- Yuka has her own YouTube channel and this yep. video is on her channel. What is it? Van Girl Yuka? Van Girl Yuka, yeah. Yuka's funny too. This She's got a, a good sense of humor. Trail at Sun Peaks, step up jump. Yuka is coming in. This is a big jump. This is a big jump. So, yeah, this is, I think she's recapping it here, but yeah. This isn't good. Yeah. I rode with a fan here and the fan um, completely ate shit at the bottom right before the lip. Oh, and blew up their helmet. Jeez. Yeah, this. Whoa. The arm blows off. She goes over it. Um, (laughs) Wow. Absolutely incredible. I think, you know, they changed the trail and I think. This jump doesn't work properly the shadow. anymore. Because she just rolled in from a complete stop and then overshot it that badly. 
Yeah, that's crazy. So it's, I don't think that, I hope they changed it. And you were there filming at the top. Yeah. Yeah. She just went for it. So Oof. your reaction to her flying over the berm was kind of funny. Oh, you go. Yeah. It's like, it's like you just, you see her sending it all the time. She oh, is, Yuka. she is quite fearless. And I, I feel like I want to hold her back a little bit. Just, I want her to think about that, what she's doing a bit more. Mm. And in this, in, in Whistler, you can pretty much just send it and be okay. But not every bike park is like that. Mm-hmm. And so this one, you kind of have to be, have a little bit of intuition about what you're doing, you know? So, um, yeah, but, uh, I was, I was super scared for her. I was glad to find out it was only the tailbone and not, not her back. Cause it was pretty close to hitting her lower back. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Is that one of the gnarliest accidents you've been around on the trail? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember others, but that one I definitely remember quite clearly. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like we're just bringing up all this trauma on you. This episode's like, how did that do views wise? <laughs> yes. Oh, that one. Was, so it, we can talk about that because it it blew up, and then YouTube demonetized it and oh. it just flatlined. Flatlined yeah. it because it was like an injury. Um, I think it might have been. I'm not sure. Was it might have been too graphic or oh, wow. something. Because she did show a bit of blood on her butt mm. at some point. But we went through and like blurred it all out. I have a contact at YouTube that I contacted and she helped me, helped us get it re-monetized. But after a week of demonetization, it just, it wasn't the same. And I feel like in these situations, they like, they know there's something wrong with the video, but they're trying to make the creator happy. And then they, mm. so the, the YouTube is not promoting it mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, we're going to need that. It was really content. frustrating because this is like by far going to be her biggest video ever. Yeah. And then at 100K views, they just, it just turned the tap off. Yeah. No way. So how many views does it have now? Um, 120 maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it was like 100, 100K views in a day or something like that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Do you, did either of you have TikTok? Uh, no. <clears throat> well, someone is... Uh, <laughs> someone is impersonating me on TikTok. Oh, great. <laughs> no way. Yeah. What, someone just ripping your videos and uploading? Yeah, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but they had like uh, probably 10, 15 videos of mine up there, or at least clips from them. So. And how, how are they doing? I'm not sure. I wasn't paying too much. Okay. I, but uh, yeah, I tried to like get it taken down, but TikTok did not respond to any of my requests. So. Okay, so yeah. what do we want to say to this person if they're listening? <laughs> I was just going to say that. Stop. Enemy spotted. Yeah. Um, would you stop stealing videos and uploading them? I also want the username because they took the the handle too mm-hmm. so guarantee yeah, you it's a teenage boy probably yeah i was gonna to, say elderly happened, woman happened to a friend of ours and then uh th- this friend um he found who the kid was and said he was gonna like go to the parents and do all this shit and the kid freaked out and oh, okay yeah gave it up and then i did oh that, that's <laughs> a good idea yeah, yeah. I should, you, you could do yeah. some sleuthing i bet yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it, yeah, it would be good to just have the handle, but I don't know if I really want to. I'm really bad at these like like Instagram and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like I I have no motivation to post on Instagram. I just want to post like a full story on YouTube and be able to you know have something of substance. Yeah, it's the eternal 
frustration is doing the doing the marketing side, mm-hmm. which is all it really is. How did you come up with the name? BCPOV? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think I created a list of like 30, 40 names and that one really stuck out to me. Oh. I don't know. Do you remember of the other names? Oh, I don't. Maybe I have a list somewhere, but I'm not British sure. Columbia point of view. <laughs> Long form. If you're not yeah. in BC, do you ever cross out the BC and be like Australia POV? <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I so did that cool. joke in an Alberta once. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Was it AB POV? Yeah. Nice. nice. Just like hand scribbled it. Like, <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. You don't remember any old other alternative titles of the channel? It was like six years ago. Okay. So I don't remember. Yeah. All right. Well, so <laughs> we uh, only discussed for two months what we should call this podcast. It was between feeding off each other. Oh, wait. We, we decided not to reveal the names, the alternate names, in case people like them more. I think we already <laughs> talked about it like last week, didn't we? Or was that just, we were just talking about it? No, it was just in person. It was just, yeah, yeah. It was a secret chat. It's too late now. It's not changing. So we can (laughs) say the other ones if if you want. I don't care. No, we'll never reveal them. Okay. (laughs) They're secret forever. No. (laughs) Oh my God. What is happening? Do people ever uh, have trouble saying the name? They go like, what's Bic Pov? Bic or something. (laughs) Some people see BC Pov. Uh, probably because of the way I have it written on my, ch- so I do uppercase BC and then lowercase POV. Oh, just to kind of differentiate that they're two different phrases, I guess. But, um, yeah, some people say BC POV, but I usually say it enough in the videos that people know how to say it. Um, if you're Japanese, it's a little tricky because the V sound is hard for Japanese. So Yuka, uh, her, her channel is Van Girl Yuka, but she has trouble saying the V in Van. So yeah, she says it, says it more of a B sound. Yeah. B-C-P-O-B? Something like that. Okay. It would be like V or something like that. V? Yeah. Can we, can we look up the, um, B-C-P-O-V YouTube channel for a sec? Uh, your arrows game is unbelievable. <laughs> like the arrows that you're creating and yeah, each of your thumbnails now. Yeah. I, well, the best arrows the, in the game. The, the arrows work. So that's why I make them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You just get, get the path tool out in Photoshop and just draw a nice arrow. But part of it is cause I have this background in video games so I can, mm-hmm work in Photoshop and I could have a decent sense of what stuff should look like in 3d. So yeah. Should we settle the debate? Because yeah. we had skills with Phil on the podcast like a year ago now. And he said he was listening. very, very cool claim uh, was the first mountain bike YouTuber to use arrow. I, I may have actually suggested <laughs> that he was the, the pioneer and he said, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take, I'll, I'll take that. Okay. So he didn't dispute it. Yeah, he didn't dispute it, but it didn't originally come from him. Oh, interesting. I feel like you were interesting. No, no, the arrow is such a basic thing that I'm sure someone used it. But it's a yeah, but in in terms of these like really hand drawn arrows, or just like a clip art arrow pasted on top. Yeah, but but Eric, I agree. The arrows are like a basic YouTube thing, but there was a point in mountain biking culture on YouTube when it was like everybody started doing the arrow, right? And nobody was doing that, right? Yeah. I think the other thing that I've noticed is the way people are titling their, titling their videos now in, in the mountain bike space. What, like, yeah. What like, I, now I try to create a title with some kind of intrigue that 
or add a bit of mystery to the title. Whereas in the past, I would be like, for example, I built a, a whale tail. I would just say that, but I would probably title it something like, um, I didn't know building a whale tail would be this hard or something like that. You know, just add a bit of intrigue in there. Um, and then I also feel like the text in the thumbnail should um, kind of add a little bit more information. You shouldn't repeat the same information. So you add a little bit more information that may also add a little bit more intrigue and just tell a little bit more of the story. Um, yeah. Can you sort by most popular? What's the best thumbnail you have on your channel? What's the go-to? Well, probably the, well, that, that my most popular videos, maybe it's a pretty decent thumbnail, but it's probably a better title than a thumbnail. The weirdest bike park. Yeah. And then the 11 million views three years ago, the text in the thumb is weird, but awesome. So it adds a bit of like, you know, it completes the story a little bit. Um, and you, you want to find out what's the weirdest bike park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that one in, um, Burns Lake? No, that's Santa's village. There's a Santa's village in San Bernardino in LA. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That is a weird bike park. It is really odd. Yeah. So you walk in and you get into the Santa's village and then you go ride and shred some awesome laps or something. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's yeah. village. So like, yeah, it's Christmas themed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Christmas you have tourists going up there just to go f- see Santa 20 or uh, 365 days a year. But then it's also a mountain bike park that you can, it's like a, it's funny because they have a pricing issue, right? Because it's like really expensive to ride there for a day, but it makes sense for the one person that's going to go see Santa. So it's like 50 something dollars to ride there oh. and you don't get an uplift but then they also have santa there so you can go see santa. yeah it's a very very weird odd place but the riding's quite good yeah hey alonzo go to our channel real quick mahalo my dude uh eric would you um would you critique our thumbnails your thumbnails <laughs> are so uh, amazing uh we need to learn from you you're doing well um, you know, we got to be better out here. I feel like Keep, first lesson I, of the first one is that we, um, we're saying the same thing in the title in the thumbnail, basically. Very redundant. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I go I, off, I, Eric, I go your, off. Your titles are get or your thumbs are getting better because <laughs> you're using a lot of that more blue sky in the background because uh-huh, it uh-huh. makes the that image pop a lot more. Mm-hmm. I have done that fair bit in the past because it's just you need this like visual contrast mm-hmm. uh, but if you go to your whistler opening weekend one it's, it's not it's not, it's not easy as easy to read that image compared to the one next to it mm-hmm. so we have we, we do a b testing and we had another one with a blue background and according to the numbers this one performed slightly better oh, although slightly i don't better, agree yeah. that it's a better picture though is yeah, it not still running we need to swap that back that one's freaking awful it's still, even eric said it it's still it's still running <laughs> That's, this is good. This is good. Keep me on. This is good. Radio. But it's just, um, <laughs> Jesus. Thumbnail talk. Oh, no, the viewership. Go hey man, there's a lot of people out there trying to create YouTube channels. Like, they're just soaking in the wisdom right now. Okay? <laughs> Tens of people. There's a master. Tens of people. Yeah. But it's, you know, you, you just have to, uh, not take it emotionally or personally and you just have to, you know, think about it logically. And yeah, if, if that thumbnail is doing better than the one with the blue background, then you should use that one. But you may, maybe there needs to be a third thumbnail. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. ABC testing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so important. I, and I almost think the title is more important than the thumbnail even. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to write a, like a really compelling title in under 50 characters. 
Do you change your titles? I have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I feel like a video is underperforming or whatever. Part of me is like, I'm like, oh, I'm done with this video. Let's just leave it. Yeah. Leave it there and I'm, I'm on to the next thing already, but... Do you think, yeah. well, doesn't retitling a video do something with the indexing and how it gets found in YouTube and like put I yourself at a disadvantage? Well, nobody really knows, but I feel like mm. it might. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody people know? have retitled like videos that are, you know, uh, months old and then all of a sudden they'll pick up. Yeah. But yeah, I, I imagine YouTube, it would be smart for them to just do a little bit of testing again if, if something changes about the video, but I don't know who knows it's it's all a black box and part of me is just I'm I'm content that it is a black box and a lot of people get really frustrated by the algorithm and like oh I'm getting screwed by YouTube I'm like well I, I'm pretty I, I think YouTube's pretty honest in how they you know distribute videos and things like that so I also think yeah. a lot of people just don't want to admit that they made maybe not the greatest video mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah just make good stuff and the cream rises to the top yeah yeah that's that's for me like i put way more effort into learning storytelling and editing and and titling and thumbnails than you know trying to game the algorithm like I, it's just not like you're cheating yourself and you're cheating your audience if you're just trying to trick them into watching a video kind of thing you know so when did um, that shift happen? Because BC POV obviously started off as a POV biking channel. Yeah. And now there's not that much. There is a lot of POV, but there's a lot of third-person <laughs> shots. So yeah. there's definitely been an evolution in, in your channel. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for noticing. I feel like a lot of people, they just think POV and they just do POV footage. But if, And even after they're watching the videos, they, they still think it's just POV. But... Um, no, I just want every video to be better than the next or than the last. And so it's just this kind of endless staircase that you have to keep going up. And so I'm, I'm quite motivated to constantly improve my craft and all that. So, yeah, it started as POV, but um, I think a big, big changing tipping point was that um, Hardest Troll in the World video where I felt like I needed to explain why I was doing so terribly on this trail. So I did my first ever voiceover on that trail and then the video blew up. And so I'm like, well, yeah, there's definitely something to this voiceover thing. And, but obviously every, like I, like everybody else is influenced by other people on YouTube. So like, you know, you watch, uh, Seth at burn peak and you're like, well, this guy makes amazing videos. I definitely have something to learn from him. So I definitely, you know, included some of his, you know, um, storytelling, you know, voiceover type stuff and, you know, you know, third, third person camera stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's just lots of influences from everywhere and you just want to get better. So I don't know. I think you guys probably feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just got to get better. Just get better. Yeah. Where do you feel like, um, yeah, I'm guessing that you sometimes feel like you know exactly what you're doing with on YouTube and there's other times where your the reality does not meet the expectations, the views don't meet your mm. expectations and you have a feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. Is this true? Definitely in the past I've I, I'm growing a bit more of a thick skin to it, but in the past like, oh man, this is gonna be a great video, this is gonna do super well and then it like 
and on YouTube for the people listening, uh, it shows you like how your video ranks compared to your last 10 videos. And if it shows up in 10 of 10, like the worst of the last 10, you're like, Oh man, this feels like shit. And yeah, but you go grow a bit of a thick skin and, and then you do things like trying to change the thumbnail and title and stuff like that to see if you can improve it. And I don't know. So basically you're a master and you know exactly what you're doing is what you're trying to say. You no, used to. I'm, I'm you used I, to. <laughs> I'm saying I don't know everything and I'm willing to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like so much. Because filmmaking's existed since, I don't know, the 30s and or the 20s. 1890s. 1890s. Been like yeah. So film. people have been doing this for a long time and they've written books about and stuff. So, yeah, I try to read these books and learn from them and... Yeah, just be, just because it's a little bit of a different format and a bit uh, more frantic than The Godfather or something, <laughs> you can still learn a lot from The Godfather or, or these kind of films. So you're a bit yeah. more retroactively building your story too and reconstructing what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I th feel like that's definitely a, 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 it's like a more of a documentary filmmaking skill for sure, where you just kind of have to assemble. The, so I spend a lot of time watching all the footage like so we just did this uh australian uh riding area that uh and uh there's like seven days of riding there and i'm like watching it all back and taking notes on all of it and then i take those notes and kind of assemble it into a script and put it in an order that makes sense for the story and all that so yeah but yeah the the, the deeper i go down to this rabbit hole the more it takes the, the more work it takes and mm -hmm. the less frequent the videos come. But I know if, for me, I feel like it's worth it. And for me, it's quite satisfying to, you know, create something that was better than I have made. So, yeah. How, how long do you take to edit a video now? Now it's probably, Oh, just the editing part. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably four or five days. Oh, yeah. that's not that bad not that bad yeah but there's so much days. preparation that goes into it up front so watching all the footage and tagging it oh that on. part of that too like basically oh, okay. once the footage is on the computer how okay. does it take to put the video on youtube okay yeah that's it's probably like more like two weeks now oh gosh yeah so that's a long time but i spend a lot of time watching all the footage back and and then like three two three days on the script so yeah that's that's going to be a long time in your Apple Vision Pro. Exactly, yeah. I'm going to have Mark Less Solo for my now. face. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the AI will take notes for you and uh, just get up the big screen. I am I definitely welcome all the AI stuff. Like, if it's going to make my job easier, I'm totally down for it. So, yeah, I, I've, I've used ChatGPT to, like, I've, I've never had to write me a title yet, but I use it to give me ideas because mm -hmm. it's it's still very rudimentary like it loves to like put a colon in the middle of the title like <laughs> riding the whistler bike park uh the, the best bike park in the world or something it, it, it writes really rudimentary titles but we don't can, like colons we don't like colons i don't like them that much but some people i don't know yeah i feel like it's it's too rigid it's not as that conversational i'd rather the title be a bit more conversational yeah but I don't know. Someone last week, I can't. I, th I thought it was you guys. Someone said "death to colons" in YouTube titles. Oh, really? I didn't say. No. That. Someone was very serious about it. Mm. But yeah, all the AI stuff. Like uh, now, like I'm using like Whisper AI to like transcribe my footage. 
and then I can use it in the script, and then later on I can create subtitles for my videos and stuff, which are quite accurate. You should try the AI app that creates social cuts from videos. We yeah, we found a real good oh, really? app that we use on this podcast. Oh. Yeah, basically just spits out 15 social cuts <laughs> really? like instantly you just, you just with captions and everything. And pay, you just copy and paste the, um, the URL of the YouTube in it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Big Al's future over there, not looking so good. He's smiling <laughs> now, but he won't For be soon. God. Yeah, like all that stuff, like, because I don't want to make a social cut, but if it can just do it for me. So you just feed it the video and then it makes it? We've, we've only done it for the, the podcast. Okay. So it's, yeah, I don't know if it works for like a narrative video in the same sort of should it try it it might um but it's definitely tailored to podcasts i think at this point yeah especially because there's no music and the, right so you can just like it can go and chop it up but it's pretty good it, it's it's not as punchy as i want it to be like it, mm. it it leaves a little bit of the the fat right in what people are saying but uh so far it's better than spending a couple hours making one yourself right yeah i've, I've noticed that you you, you've made your social cuts a lot more punchy from the podcast because I'll watch that little social cut and then I'll listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in between those two sentences, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting all the junk. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, no, that's what you got to do. That's what editing is. So, yeah. You guys want to make another social cut and play a game or this or that? Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's time again, folks. Time to play this, this or that. that. Oh, I had a light queued up and it didn't work. <laughs> Dang. I installed this light on the table. Oh, well. That's embarrassing. Maybe next podcast. Where was I? This or that. The game where you choose between two radically different options. Either this or that. That says, Cam, do you understand the rules? I think that's from our last podcast. Eric, do you understand the rules? Uh, yeah, I've listened to the podcast before. And Sam, man, play that music. Do we have, please tell me that music. Wet trails or dry trails? Oh, wet trails or dry trails? Oh, uh. <laughs> you have listened to the podcast before. Uh, I did ask if you understand the rules. Uh, wet trial, trails or dry trails? Dry. Frome or Seymour? Cypress. <laughs> winner oh wait oh gosh the next one was the winner of the last one or cyprus so i guess uh, it's cyprus or cyprus <laughs> all right we all know cyprus uh, i put from in second then coffee or beer uh beer beer or wine oh beer what you thought you were a wine guy shuttling <laughs> or pedaling uh shuttling kangaroos or deer kangaroos they're cooler Building in Australia or building in BC? BC. Full 29 inch or mullet? Uh, 29. Lo <clears throat> Loam or pow? Loam. Are you a skier? Uh, I've done a couple backcountry. I did one one backcountry winter. I went skiing once. Why did we do that question? Flathead shovel or spade? Oh, spade. Dirt in the eye or rock in the shoe? Uh, rock in the shoe. Jumps or steeps? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, jumps now. Oh. I would have said steeps in the past. You changed, man. Building with wood or building with dirt? Mm, dirt. Dirt? Wood, wood makes a dirt better thumbnail. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, the answer is wood. Skinnies or teeter totters? Skinnies. 
Uh, would you rather be uh, three? F- wait, so, would you rather be three feet tall or eight feet tall? Eight. <laughs> Careful, these will come true after you leave today. Travel back in time or travel into the future? Uh, travel back. I'm a nostalgic guy. Travel back in time, I think. Change all the thumbnails. Early mornings or late no, I nights. I dinosaurs, man. <laughs> no, that or that no thumbnails thumb back thumbnail. then. It's <laughs> great content. Early mornings or late nights? Uh, late nights. Bad brakes or bad suspension? Oh, uh, suspension. Underbiked or overbiked? Underbiked? Underbiked? Bananas or apples? What a nice little question. Uh, bananas. Oh, muffins or donuts? Muffins. Would you rather know the date of your own death or know the date of everyone else's death except your own? That's not so nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everybody else's. Uh, <laughs> Sprinkles or confetti? <laughs> Banana or apple? Knowing your death <laughs> or everyone else's. <laughs> What, did you answer? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, everybody else's. Oh, sorry. I died yeah. inside a little bit. Would you rather lose all of your past memories or never be able to create new memories? Uh, oh. These are deep, man. <laughs> these are deep. Yeah, these are a lot <laughs> more, weirder than the other ones. <laughs> uh, lose my old memories, I suppose. Oh, that's sad. Shammy or no shammy? <laughs> no shammy. 100 laps of ladies only. Or 100 laps of Boogeyman. So relatable, right, Dave? Bo- boogie Nights? Uh, no, just no, Boogeyman. No, just Boogeyman. Okay, was, uh, I'll go bo- Boogeyman. You Can Do It Drop or Bob's Bobsled? Mm, Bob's Bobsled. And finally, BC or POV? What? <laughs> Who wrote this one? Guilty. Uh, BC. Oh, well done. Can I get a... Oh my goodness, turn that down, please. Yeah, that was a very uh, diverse game of this or that. Yeah, it's a couple of brain teasers in there for sure. (laughs) If that's what you want to call it. Did that make you feel metaphorically full? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah? I feel just like Matt Hunter. (laughs) Feeding off each other. We were building bikes last night, uh, or all day. 16 hours of building bikes and filming and we're watching oh, i just did that too yeah i just built a new bike too and filmed it and very tedious oh, scrap one bike video. scrap the video. one bike one bike we did it with one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve like 14 bikes or something like that i don't know wow. we we're not building all from scratch but we built a couple of bikes anyways we had neural disorder and cranked and all these old movies playing in the background and there was two instances where feeding off each other came up in these films. We gotta, we gotta find the sounds. We definitely, definitely fed off each other. <laughs> you got it. it. You got it. That's a good one right there. What? <laughs> definitely, definitely. The cold stare you gave me as you played that. What? Which movie is that from? It's Neural Disorder, Greatest Hits. Ah. Yeah. Wow, it made the cut for the Greatest Hits. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't find the other one. Well, do you feel like you had an uh, opportunity to say everything you need to say on the podcast, on the program today? Mm-hmm. Number one feeding off each other podcast in the world. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And I don't know. 
I feel like I st- it's just a bit mumbly, but that's how I am. So. Oh yeah, we're all mumbly today. Yeah. After 16 hours of building bikes, <laughs> uh, where can people find you? BC- BCPOV on YouTube. You have Patreon too. Yeah, Patreon. Let's Patreon go for, go for you. Yeah, it goes all right. I don't know. I I don't promote it basically ever. So yeah, if, if people want to go on, yeah. I, uh, I definitely, you know, have a bit of community on there and yeah. we do like a monthly podcast, a little more, not as fancy as this, but, uh, yeah, you can, I just talk and answer questions and, you know, we come up with a topic every month and ask our patrons to, you know, answer the questions. So, yeah. Um, would you be so kind as to maybe leave a speak pipe for us, uh, otherwise known as voicemail, mm. voice message? Sure. That is uh, speakpipe.com slash feeding off each other. Just hit a button, leave us a message. Uh, actually, Dave has a note for our listeners. My note is I want people to ask for advice because it, it's more stimulating conversation. Yeah. Dave wants to be stimulated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Physically. Or you could, like what I'm doing on my uh, podcast is you give them a topic mm-hmm. and get them to call in on, on a topic. Yeah. That could work too. That usually helps. Like our whole shoes in the house debate, that was like six pipes at least. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because uh, in the last episode, people called in, uh, didn't have a question. Dave was furious. He was very upset. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's often just like, love the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm just like walking to school right now. There's a <laughs> bird in the sky. <sighs> anyways uh yeah loving the podcast bye but we do love our chothers yeah we do love our chothers even if they don't have a question to ask in the speak pipes listen i appreciate it i love it i'm just trying to make it a little bit better so so i had thought about doing the speed pipe thing for you guys Mm -hmm. But then I was like, well, I just want to record it. And then I want to just chop it down so it's like really concise. Mm. <laughs> he wants to edit I, it. I don't speak very concisely, especially if I'm on the spot, I feel like. So that, that's we, how I would feel. We right. had but a even guy. if you guys chopped it down I mean, too. You right? can try it. You yeah. can just do it again and again and again until you nail it. That's true. It doesn't send after you. You, oh, you really? have to confirm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was like a phone call and I was just, no, you know, no, got no, the no. answering machine. No, okay. you could, yeah, you could do it a hundred times. Di- it's all digital. So you just go to the website, you press the button and then you can just re-record your messages. Speakpipe.com slash feeding off each other. Gotcha. We got a bunch though in the last week. We got like 10. How exciting. Are you going to play some now? No. <laughs> right. No, we're at the end of the podcast. Damn. I think we're already, uh, we're already an hour and a half in here. Yeah. More we got to wrap this up. Wrap it up. Congrats with everything, Derek. Mm. Derek. 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 Was Derek? Daniel. That's my name. Derek. (laughs) Uh, Do you think Yuka is um, uh, happy out there still? Is she? Uh, she She's playing Zelda. She's happy as a pig and shit. Probably. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Actually, knowing what that POV is like, it's uh, it only feels like ten minutes has passed for her. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was perfect for the plane. Like it just made the plane, the flight, feel like nothing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming by. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening and leave us a, uh, a subscription, (laughs) leave us a review. I'll leave us a comment and uh, the other things you might do. Wow. I didn't,
I just made that up at the top of my head, guys. Can Crushed you it. can you believe that? Dome. Wait, didn't you say you wrote a new intro or outro? Yeah, it's not that good yet. So you basically got all the things. I did. Wow, I nailed it. And as always, thank you, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Big Pop. Thank you for listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Please subscribe for more great podcasts. <laughs>